Hey, welcome back to Pigeon Hockey. This is Chris and today's co-host, Ben. Happy spring forward daylight savings time, Chris. Well, I guess for you guys in, in, in America. North America. Yeah, in North America is springing forward. But um, yeah, us in Denmark, I don't think we do till March 27th. So, hey, we're only eight hours apart now. So you have what, like five hours of daylight now? Um, No, actually, it's getting, I don't know, it's super weird. So it got really dark through the whole winter like really dark that like I was getting depression dark. Like I had, you know, the nighttime sadness, which is basically nighttime all the time. So I was basically sad all the time, but yeah, the sun's coming up now, like six something. And uh, that actually has me a little bit scared about how bright it's going to be in the summer. So, so, I mean, I was making a joke, but it is a good point. Like I know when you moved, you said like the, the earliness of the darkness onset at night was, was challenging. Are you worried now though, that since your pallid complexion is going to be exposed to the sun, you might burn like a delicious piece of bacon? Yes, actually. Uh, it, it would be. <laughs> I, I I tanned very well as a kid because I was always out in the sun. But as an adult, where basically I've been strapped to a chair inside an office, I uh, I don't respond to the sun so beautifully as I used to when I was a when I was a young man. So yeah, it, it changes you, man. But uh, I'll start the glisten, beat away the fans trying to take a picture with me. Because you recognize uh, yeah. all the time, of course. Absolutely, nonstop. Uh, it, it, it's it's horrific to walk down the street and sparkle this, this dark, <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, especially the street I live on here. But yeah, and uh, to finish off the intro here, we're just a washed up goalie and a washed up comedian. And we don't claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read and talk about hockey and sparkle when we walk down the street. Sparkle, 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 sparkle. Actually, I was a. Uh, drink i was making was called a sparkle or a twinkle or something i don't know it was a uh, i don't know it's like just vodka and oh uh, what is it vodka and uh, i don't know it's it's a drink i make a lot no, of drinks now right. I'll, I'll tell you by the end of the show i'll have some kind of recommendation for the listeners of a cocktail that involves vodka that's called a twinkle or a sparkle perfect yeah because i think i got it off of guilford's or dilford's or whatever i'm but uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting drink. It's strong, um, but sweet. It's weird. Not really my cup of tea, but people like ordering them. So yeah, each their own. But uh, yeah, so on this episode, uh, you and I wanted to kind of talk about the hot topics coming up right now. A, we got the NHL trade deadline coming up uh, this weekend. And for you listeners that are listening to this, uh, obviously it's not daylight savings time day anymore. Uh, you're, you're listening to this a little bit later. Things may have changed by the time this episode drops. So if somebody gets traded or whatever happens, we're recording this on Sunday, 13 March. I am very excited to watch the Ogden Mustangs and Northern Colorado Eagles here in a couple hours. And when you all listen to this, you'll already know those results. You might have seen some trades. I have no idea. But we're going to cover the hot topics right now, which is some NHL trade deadline rumors. Wait, wait, Chris, yeah. Chris you said we were covering hot topic, but I I, st- I stopped I stopped dressing with my stuff from hot topic at least two weeks ago because I've got all my nightmare before Christmas and, and anime button downs. And, you know, <laughs> I was about to say club pants like, you know, you used to order raves, <laughs> but I think that was hot topic from 20 years ago. I don't think they do that anymore. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I've been in a hot topic. Uh, I know they had one in the mall in Layton, Utah. I 
walked past it. I walked in it for something. Oh, yeah, I got somebody a gift out of Hot Topic. It was – I can't say what the gift was, but it was funny. Yeah, I love Hot, Hot Topic. Topic. Great, yeah, it has oh, some great, great gifts. It, yeah. Hot Topic, if you're out there, sponsorship? Yes, we, we accept sponsorships. Uh, we are still waiting for an official sponsor. I will say I give a nice little shout-out to Hockey TV um, because Hockey TV is nice enough to have given us permission – um, which they gave us permission uh, a little while ago for just like the images off the site, but they uh, they reached back out to me and they gave us permission to actually use videos off the site uh, because it's all again it's all rights reserved. But we we got written permission from them to be able to use it, so that's been awesome. And uh, I can actually show the highlights we're talking about now instead of just showing a picture. Uh, so that's been great. So in a way, that's like a sponsorship because that saves a lot of money. That's a sponsorship, yeah. Yeah, because that saves a lot of money in terms of game downloads and other things. And uh, it's an amazing product and always on my TV all the time, even here in Denmark where people walk up to the house for hosting something and everyone knows instantly hockey TV's on and they're like, what are the teams that are playing? Because they know it's not NHL teams now. So they'll walk in here and they're like, where did these teams from? I'm like, ah, this one's from Georgia and this one's from Florida. And they're like, okay. So, <laughs> so, so in some, it's, it's easy to say that hockey TV, <laughs> you put the twinkle in Chris's eye. And by the way, following up to that, a twinkle is two ounces of vodka, a half an ounce of St. Germain elderflower. That it is, St. Germain elderflower, two, yeah. Two ounces of brut champagne and yep. a, a lemon zest twist all in all. According to the review here, it's hard to believe this floral, dry, light, golden tipple is so loaded with alcohol. Yeah, but when you taste it, you can tell it's loaded with alcohol. It's a, it's a strong drink. It's it's a it's a powerful drink. It's just not my cup of tea. Uh, my cup of tea is more like you know, smoky tea I get from this or whatever. It's a, that joke did not land well. I'll keep it in the podcast well, so people can cringe along you, with you. If you want, but, there is a uh, cocktail called My Cup of Tea, courtesy of the Virginia Distillery Company. That's uh, one and a half ounces port, uh, cask, finished Virginia Highland whiskey. All right, so one and a half ounce whiskey. Half uh, ounce, again, St. Germain elderflower liqueur. Man, that's in everything I'm looking up these days. A half ounce honey chamomile syrup. An eighth of a teaspoon of lemon juice, seltzer, plum bitters, and a mint sprig. Huh. Chris, did that sound good? I'm working on my ASMR voice. That sounded interesting. I would have to try that. I do like uh, I do like the whiskeys that come out of Virginia. Was It, it was a Virginia whiskey, right? I, I mean, yeah. Or, or did it just say whiskey? No, it specifically said Virginia Highland, but I've been oh, to because the Virginia it's there Highlands. Oh, because it's Highlands. Yeah, I meant more. Do you think I have a future in ASMR audio? But we'll, we can worry yeah, about no, that Yeah, no, actually, later. I think you could. I think you could pull it off. I don't think it would be great for our listeners. I think they'd stop listening. <laughs> but take, I think take the hockey puck, shoot the hockey puck. No, okay, cool. Well, anyway, hey, you know, you know what else is not awkward at all is this Frozen Four. I, you told me about this, and I started researching it. It's some good games, huh? Yeah, they've been some really good games, and that's kind of the problem we've had over here. Again, uh, being in, in Europe is, oh my, such a problem. But yeah. I, I'm really not up to speed on what's happening in the NHL from day to day. I'm not up to speed on what's happening in college hockey on the men's or women's side. I really just kind of stay attached to the teams I follow, and that's about it. The rest of my day is pretty well filled up. But yeah, I saw some of the highlights from the women's Frozen Four 
And they've got the actual final Frozen Four here coming up this weekend on the 18th, 19th, and 20th. And uh, I, if I can catch the games live, I'm sure if I go to the NCAA's website, I should be able to find out how to do that. Uh, that I will be able to catch Sunday's game, but I'm working Friday and Saturday night, so I will not be catching uh, those games. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's been hard to catch some of the games here, and uh, yeah, but I'm excited. I'm excited because it's always a great tournament, and it's had some surprises already, man. It, it has. It's, you know, Chris, as I read the, the recaps, and I, uh, much like you, unfortunately, just because of the schedule, I don't get to watch a lot of games, but I can get the highlights. There was some upsets. There were some near upsets. There was some phenomenal goaltending. Really, all around, pretty amazing. So that said, we get the matchups uh, on the docket now for the Frozen Four. The next game's coming up. First, we've got Northeastern, ranked at number three, against the Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs. And that one's going to be on Friday the 18th at 3.30 Eastern. Yeah, so that's going to be a good game. In fact, it's going to be a dogfight. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Minnesota Duluth got there. I mean, they, they've had an interesting road there. So I think they're like seventh overall in the nation, I think. But they shut out Harvard in the first round and took out number two ranked Minnesota in the quarterfinals off the pads of Emma Soderberg because she had like a 36 save performance, stone cold, just robbing Minnesota at every turn. And they move on and they get to face Northeastern and Northeastern got here as they defeated Wisconsin four to two. And that's going to be, I think a really, really good match. Yeah, Chris, going to be a great matchup. Certainly going to be some some interesting storylines to follow. What about we got number one, Ohio State, versus number five, Yale, same day, this Friday at 7 Eastern. What what do you think are the top storylines you'll be looking for there? Uh, I think there, um, again, I think this is going to break down the goaltending. Yale got here as they took out number four, Colgate, in the quarterfinals. And Ohio State, they actually had to go into double overtime against Quinnipiac. And I always pronounce that college wrong, so everyone forgive me. But, yeah, so but they had to go into double overtime against them. And, uh, yeah, so Ohio State, even though they're ranked number one, had a little bit of a struggle to get here. And uh, I think this is going to be a really good game as well. In fact, um, Ohio State, I think this is also their third time here at the Frozen Four in five seasons. So they're no strangers to this tournament. Yeah, at the same time, though, I, I think – you know, you need whether it's pronounced Quinnipiac or Quinnipiac. <laughs> I have no, I've never actually heard it pronounced, so that's on me. But that said, uh, Corinne Schroeder, 71 to 75 shots stopped. Yeah. yeah. As, as a goalie, that's got to make your, your heart feel both a little bit amazed, but also a little terrified at the prospect of, of trying to stand up to that many shots coming from a real good team. Yeah, that that uh, that is tiring. That is it's a lot more work than people think on the goaltender. People think the goalies, we just stand there and we stop shots, which technically, you know, in layman's terms is what we do. Right. But there's actually a lot of ex, you know, physical exertion that's involved with that and a lot of training. And yeah, when you face that many shots, you are exhausted uh, at the end of the game because those are just the shots you actually face. There's a lot of movement happening around and shots that just don't come anywhere near the net, but you're you're still moving as though that shot could be coming towards the net because you're always positioning yourself and you're tracking the play. So, yeah, that's that's an impressive feat, stopping 71 to 75. 
Yeah, Chris, speaking of crazy goaltending, I, you know, I've, boy, that was a fun way to transition. But <laughs> in, in the various uh, replays and, and kind of highlights, I've been watching some crazy saves. I wanted to give a shout out to, to Aaron Frankel of yeah. Northeastern, the Huskies. You know, I'm, I'm just looking at replays and some highlights, but there's a couple saves that she did where it looked like she had no bones. <laughs> and you, you know like in past game or uh, yeah you know overviews we talk about like the how much would ben rip parts of his body factor i think it's it's off the chart there are some just phenomenal goalies here in all of these matchups including the teams that didn't quite make it past this is this is what i think it's going to come down to is the goaltending and you know that's I think it comes down to no matter what it is, if it's a, if it's a college hockey tournament like the Frozen Four, if it's the Olympics, if it's the Stanley Cup Finals or the Robertson Cup Finals, it doesn't matter. What it boils down to, I always feel, is just goaltending. You can have all the firepower in the world, but if you face a hot goalie, good luck. Yeah, and I know right now there's a lot of storylines in the NHL, too. And I know we'll get to the trade deadline in a minute about kind of goaltending issues. I'd mm-hmm. love to see some of these players, again, end up on even, you know, my – New loved San Jose Sharks. Although I got to say, I was at the game last night and the uh, Aiden Hill put up a shutout against LA, which was great. But anyway, let's Chris, I'll tell you what, I'll stop waxing poetic about these great players. Let's, let's just get the sense. <laughs> What's your prediction, man? we got two games left and then the final, what do you see as the, the most likely outcome? Oh, um, I'm usually pretty terrible at these, but I'm still going to go for a prediction here. Uh, in terms of Minnesota Duluth versus number three Northeastern, I would say that Duluth entered this tournament on fire, and they've won all but two of their last 18 games. And you know what? Northeastern is not going to underestimate them. They've seen the Bulldogs take down number two Minnesota. So they're not underestimating Minnesota Duluth coming into this. I just think that the Bulldogs will come out of this really 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 tight match with the w and again i think it's going to come down to goaltending because you can have all the firepower in the world but they've got you know strong defense and amazing goaltending and look at where it's got them so far you know chris like usually i would just disagree with you just because that's kind of the role i play (laughs) on the show but Uh, but i kind of want to see minnesota duluth take it i always love it when an unranked team you know, an underdog. Boy, the dog jokes are just, there's too many of them. <laughs> well, we got think, what? We got the Bulldogs. We got the Huskies. We got the um, the Bobcats. Well, yeah, yeah. But Yale, here, I'm looking it up. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's the Bulldogs, too. So, guys, yeah. like, we need some, we need some, <laughs> uh, uh, some variation. The cat to dog fight, right? Oh, that's true. There's a Bob, yeah, Bobcats host. There's no way. I'm calling it right there. <laughs> So, so I want. So you're, I want you're, you're saying you think Northeastern's going to come on top? No, I'm going for Minnesota Duluth. I want. Okay, the, so you're along the lines with me. We both agree. Yeah. I think Minnesota's going to take down number three. I think something special's happening. I think they're going to be the true Bulldogs. They don't need no Ivy League Bulldog, okay? And they're gonna they're gonna go and the Huskies gonna go oh and they're gonna win. And then I think it's going to be Bulldog versus Bulldog, and we're going to see which one's going to be the top dog. Interesting. I like that. I, I like that. But there we go. Our predictions on the Pigeon Hockey Podcast is we are choosing Minnesota Duluth over number three, Northeastern. That said, I guess let's talk about Yale and Ohio State. Now, for me, in terms of Yale and Ohio State, number five versus number one, uh, Yale shut down the hot and heavy Colgate. 
Colgate came in with a lot of, I think it was almost four goals per game average, and they have a really strong defense and amazing goaltending. So Ohio State, hence they struggled against the Bobcats. I feel like Yale's going to knock out number one. I think this is going to come down to Yale and Minnesota Duluth. And, uh, you know, this is also Yale's first time, if I'm not incorrect, with its appearance in the Frozen Four. Um, And I think... I'm just going to call it now Yale, Minnesota Duluth, and I'm picking Yale on top. I think Yale will outplay Minnesota Duluth and Yale will be crowned the champs. No, I, I first of all, I agree. That's the the matchup. I want to say Bulldog versus Bulldog. I want Minnesota <laughs> Duluth. They're going to be okay. the real Bulldogs. Okay. So you're also thinking that Yale will take out Ohio State and they're going to advance and we're, yeah. Yes. Although again, disclaimer, purely because I like the storyline of Bulldog versus Bulldog. <laughs> There's no yeah. actual like you know like analysis behind that other than ooh that would be fun. Have a commentator on the bulldog score. Which one? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a really good point. That's going to be confusing. It, it reminded me back in uh what when the CFL had two teams called the Rough Riders, and there's only nine teams in the league and two teams had the same name. I'm like, y'all, it's there's an endless supply. Like yeah, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, it was just. Oh, that was that was insane. At the but, very least, one could have been the Commanders. I like the change of name in, in DC personally. I don't. I like the. I mean, obviously, the the change was needed. I I kind of like the the name change. It's uh, what was the team that was it the XFL team called? What were they called? In Washington. Yeah. Oh, I don't. Even, all right, I gotta go look that up now. Washington XFL. Did had to be something. The Defenders. Like, the Defenders. The defenders. So, yeah, I think I like I like the change. I know that's not hockey related, but, um, you know, this we like sports. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be a good tournament. But let's talk some NHL trade deadline stuff, man. So you've been seeing any of the rumors starting to float around? So so the biggest rumor I'm following. So obviously you know, I got my two teams, the Capitals and uh, the, the Sharks now that I'm out in the West Coast. And the big thing for the Sharks is about Tomas Hurdle, who's yeah. right now like one of the main pillars of the team. So I'm hoping against hope that either he doesn't leave or if he does leave, you know, it's good for him and they get something good in return. Yeah, because right now, uh, from what I'm seeing, he's been uh, the Panthers and Blues show, showing interest in him. Right. So both both yeah. great teams in both places that if he ended up, I'm sure he'd be, you know, really happy, probably have like cup contention and the not too distant future. I know that that affected you. Cause when me and you were actually talking about it before the podcast started and you're like, Oh, I hope that's not true. I really hope that's not true. Yeah. And I don't like, honestly, he said publicly like, Oh, I want to stay in San Jose. But I think also you kind of have to say those things because it's a lose lose, right? Like if you say, yeah, I want to leave and you don't, well then you look like a, a jerk. Uh, and you also want to look like you're committed to your team. So I, I really don't know which way it's going to go. That said, again, they, they're high off of a, a two-game win streak. Not that it matters. I think they're pretty much going to be eliminated from the playoffs if they're not already. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if I'm him, I'm, what, like 28. I'm pretty good. You know, I don't want to necessarily be in this kind of, like, latter part of my really productive years on a team that's rebuilding as much as yeah. I, I love the Sharks. So I, I could see him leaving, but I hope he doesn't. He is kind of a staple on the Sharks organization. And I just don't think it would be, you know, in my opinion, the right move for the Sharks to let him go. But I understand the Sharks got to do what they got to do in order to continue, like, 
what is it is is it a rebuild is it being classified as a rebuild in san jose I don't. That's what people are talking about over here. I think some people are even saying that maybe they were tanking the season, which I really don't. I don't think they are. I think they're just having a little bit of a, a rough patch, and you know, it's it's a lot of the players that were around when the Sharks were that really scary teal thing that you'd play every now and then when your team went to the West. Yeah. You know, back when you and I were mostly East Coast following, and they lost a lot of the really core, you know, big dudes that made that team possible. Yeah. So it's a, it's a little bit of like a group of talented people without a core and an identity. So I yeah. I would call it a, a, a rebuild light, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen there. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what happens there. And actually, what we'll do is we'll talk about one more rumor and then we'll wrap it up on this episode. And people can, if they want to listen to us, babble on about other signings and other trade rumors they can listen to the bonus episode but this is the next really big interesting one i i've been following right now the rangers have been inquiring about patrick kane that would be i have not heard that uh that would be super interesting boy now my my brain is like trying to put together what that would look like wow yeah because they're going to acquire patrick kane what what are the rangers going to have to give up for that because that's not a small price tag yeah, just thinking about where they've been, they have moments this season where they were just like brilliant. And last season too, I think like Zabad and Ajad's like really starting to, you know, over the past couple of years, just become a superstar in his own right, along yeah. with you know some other great uh, great talent on the team. Yeah, Gorgiev, man, like he's been he's having one of the best seasons in NHL history right yeah. now. Yeah, oh my gosh, and and Chris Kreider's crushing it. Yeah. Uh, As a goalie, I still just can't get over his name and not just be filled with hate. Uh, he used right, to be the right. Because he hurt Carey Price. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I, look, you know what? Like the guy's talented, man. Like, yeah, he I, is. I don't. I don't disagree that I still have some hard feelings about that because, you know, as much as I give you uh, guff about the uh, the goalie stuff, I love goalie and really don't want to see any athletes getting taken out. I know he's done that more than once, so. I don't disagree, but that said, Kane on the the Rangers would be really, really interesting. But yeah, I don't know what would they have yeah. to give up though. They would have to give up a lot. Now, if I'm the Rangers, I just don't know if I don't. I think the price tag would be too high unless they just plan on, on some first round picks. Which, if I'm the Rangers, I'd be willing to give up some like first round picks. Like they're a good team now, and they need to start winning now. They've got a lot of talent. There's no such thing as a rebuild, and they're in in sight for them right now. They need to be winning. And, yeah, I think Patrick Kane would be an amazing addition if he would fit in with their locker room. And I'm looking at their locker room, and I just – I personally – I don't think that's the right fit, in my opinion. Uh, but, yeah, who knows? I think – I also believe that Kane has made it known that he would prefer to retire um, in Chicago. Yeah. I, could, I mean, so. he's played his whole career there for sure, so I could totally see yeah. that. So, yeah, going to be fascinating. A lot of things to watch. Yeah, I'm just going to give Patrick Kane one last pitch here. Hey, buddy, just come home. You know, uh, we're, we're we're on the end of a rebuild. We can start winning again, man. Please come home. How about Please Buffalo? Come. Yes. That's that's going to be my last desperate plea on this podcast. Before I mean, I that would it. be pretty cool. I mean, honestly, having like Alex Tuck came home, build. that worked yeah. out really well. So yeah, he's mean, already dude, more of a leader than Jack Eichel was in seven years. Well, Jack Eichel came home, too, but he was wearing a different uniform. Yes, he was. And apparently uh, 
we were the loudest we've been in the seven years we played there and all it was taken was him leaving. I don't know. I thought those were like, ah, I thought his comments were misdirected in my opinion. I think he could have just kept that stuff internal or, or actually pointed where he needed to point. And that wasn't the fan base that for the most part massively supported him the whole time he was there. So I felt like that was a low blow from a classless hockey player. But you know that what? That surprised me too. That's yeah. such, like, why even, you know, that, yeah. unless, okay, so I do have a theory though. Do you want to hear my theory? Yeah, shoot. Every hero needs a heel. What would Hulk Hogan have been without the Iron Sheik, you know? What would Steve Austin have been without a lot of people, including The Rock, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, maybe Jack Eichel is like playing a character to try to rally, you know, Buffalo together as like a parting gift. I don't actually think no. that's what he's doing. No. But I'm trying, you know, give people. Well, from the stuff coming out, like you're starting to see the stuff come out. Maybe it just wasn't really what liked that well by his teammates. And again, this is all conjecture. I don't know. But I think if I feel like he definitely could have directed the hate he wanted to, like the way Robin Leonard did, um, maybe towards ownership um, and management, which I fully support him saying if Jack wanted to rip into ownership and management. Yeah, yeah, I'm just going to applaud behind you. But to target the fan base, I'm like, well, that's just low. That said, on that beautifully positive note, we do want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Patriots Official, to let us know what you think. And also be sure to comment and share any upcoming games or hockey news we should cover in a future podcast. And do you agree or disagree with me about my statements on Jack Eichel? I'd love to hear your opinion. But uh, yeah, until then, this is the Pigeon Hockey Podcast with Chris and Ben. Bulldog against Bulldog. <laughs> yes, that I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a good one. And remember, people, always clear your crease.